Ricochet. Oh, brother. Three and two to Mookie Wilson. Little roller up along first. Behind the bag. It gets through Buckner. Here comes Knight, and the Mets win it. Lynch is staring in, has his sign. A 2-1 pitch. And a drive in the air to deep right field. That ball headed toward the wall. That ball is out of here. Out of here. A game-winning grand slam home run off the bat of Robin Ventura. Ventura with a grand slam. They're mobbing him before he can get to second base. The Mets have won the ball game. Ventura. Lopez wants it away. And it's hit deep to left center. Andrew Jones on the run. This one has a chance. Home run. Piazza and the Mets lead three to two. How is New York going to get out of this guy? Their captain, David Wright. He's had the bad back. He's got spinal stenosis. Played less than 40 games in the regular season. It's a cold night. be a problem on and off the rest of the season. Mm. Turner drives one to center chasing Nimmo back to the warning track right at the fence. He made the catch. Oh wow. The catch of the year for Brandon Nimmo. He took a home run away from Justin Turner. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen. May I have your attention please. The show. And welcome to a, another episode of the Shea Hello podcast. This is episode number six. My name is Casey Lynn. And we are here to talk Mets baseball as we have about 20 games or so left in the 2023 season. My co-host Bill Pulsifer could not make uh, this uh, episode, but he will be back for the next one. So we will do an abbreviated podcast for you here on the Shea Hello podcast. And Bill will be back with us for the next uh, episode very, very soon. Um, we will dive right into it. Once again, thank you for watching. If you're watching on the YouTube channel at Shea Hello Media or listening on any of our platforms, which are on Spotify, Google, and Apple, and you can find us on Shea Hello Podcasts. And we got a lot to talk about, and we're going to just don't go right into it. Uh, many things that I could have picked to speak about today coming off, uh, a nine game homestand for the Mets and they went four and five. They played well. They had good starting pitching bullpen. Wasn't that good because, well, they don't have a good bullpen and well, they called up Ronnie Mauricio. Now I spoke about Ronnie Mauricio on abbreviated video last time. So we won't go there. You can find that under this clip. Um, and if you're listening, well, Ron Mauricio is up, and uh, I'm very happy we uh, did a video about it. However, there's a lot to be excited now, even though the Mets are out of it. Uh, Mets are not making the playoffs. No way, no how. But they called up Ronnie Mauricio. They have Mark Vientos off the IL. 
Francisco Alvarez is playing. Brett Beatty's back from Syracuse. There is a lot going on right now for the New York Mets in terms of the quote-unquote baby Mets. And there's a lot to watch. We want to see how these guys progress for the 2024 season. And uh, there's games where all four of these guys are playing. Uh, we saw over the weekend Ronnie Mauricio uh, five for eight in his first eight at-bats with a stolen base. His first major league hit in his first major league at-bat was 117 miles an hour off the bat, which was a Mets season high, which is ridiculous for uh, a rookie in his first at-bat. You see the athleticism uh, from Ronnie Mauricio. I've always said to Bill that Ronnie Mauricio reminds me a lot about uh, of Alfonso Soriano, former Yankee, former Ranger. Uh, a lot of athleticism, uh, long strides, fast, switch hitter, not that Soriano was, but uh, he's got all the tools. Now he's got to work on the defense. He has played second base for his first five games, or I should say four games. And, uh, you know, he looks okay there. They're going to try him at third, try him in left. That's the bugaboo on Ronnie Mauricio, uh, his fielding. They need to find a position for him, and that's why, thankfully, he's up uh, right now. So uh, we talked about that last time on the video. Again, you can find that on the YouTube channel, at Shea Hello on YouTube, at Shea Hello Media, excuse me, on YouTube. I wanted to take uh, the time uh, here, and we won't go crazy with it. This will, again, be abbreviated. I want to talk about the core and mostly Pete Alonzo. Now, Pete Alonso got a lot of attention lately for being toxic in the clubhouse, which was just stirred up by media members, basically clicks. Uh, a lot of media members use uh, the Mets for clicks. We have a very passionate fan base. We have uh, a lot of storylines. We're in New York. And for some reason, people like to pick on Pete. Pete's a good guy. He has his own foundations. Uh, he He's is the charities and he goes out amongst the people. He's a good guy. Might be a little goofy, but the guy has fun. He does nothing wrong. I mean, he is, he was voted, I believe, uh, by his peers or whoever votes on it as uh, one of the, I forget what the award is, but you know, gentleman on the team, if you want to call it that, I forget exactly what it's called, but uh, everybody put that to bed. Uh, the Mets actually did the rumors of he was a toxic clubhouse guy. It's not true. We don't understand the, the, the hate for Pete uh, that he gets, but let's not go there. It was taken care of. Um, it's just not true. We got to talk about Pete Alonso and what an historic career he's having off the jump when he debuted in 2019. And also He's getting in the news a lot now because there was another story in the media about how the Mets try to trade him to the Brewers uh, and the Brewers would not include their number one pick. And they said it got down to like a uh, field goal distance in terms of trading Pete. We don't know if that's true. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't know though. There's only a few people that do know. What I do know is that no way in hell the Mets should trade Pete Alonso. The Mets must Extend Pete Alonso, homegrown player and having an historic start to his career. And we will dive into that in just a little bit. Homegrown, great guy, great teammate, wants to be in New York, plays every day, and again, a good guy. And I believe he will be turning 29 or 30 
when he hits free agency, which will be after the 2024 season. Now, here lies the question. What do you do? It's kind of like Brandon Nimmo. Brandon Nimmo went to free agency after the 2022 season, and he got lucky. There weren't a lot of great outfielders in that free agent class. He had seven or eight teams that were looking at him, um, but he wanted to be a Met. The Mets wanted him. The Mets gave him a great offer, and Brandon Nimmo signed an eight-year extension. Pete Alonso is better. Not that Brandon Nimmo is not – Brandon Nimmo is great. He's elite. But what Pete Alonso is doing is just off the charts, and again, I use the word historic. The Mets have to make a decision. They are playing with fire if they let Pete Alonso go to free agency after the 2024 season. Now, at the end of this year, with 20 games left, after next year. Once you allow a player to go into free agency and he's allowed to talk to all other 29 major league teams, you don't know what's going to happen. I can't see Steve Cohen, the owner of the Mets, doing that. This has been a miserable year for Mets fans. They had high expectations coming off 101 wins. They had the highest payroll in baseball, and they sold at the deadline. They've been awful, and it's been a season to forget. And at least the Mets did get a lot of good players back for the Verlanders and the Scherzers and Tommy Fan, Fan and Canna. Um, but you can't play with fire with Pete Alonso. You can't let your homegrown power hitter who hits 40 home runs every year leave. They don't grow on trees. And that's why Steve Cohen has to sign or extend Pete Alonso after they name a president of baseball operations who will most likely be former GM of the Brewers, David Stearns. That should be the first order of business. Steve Cohen, the owner of the Mets, has been very outspoken about needing a president of baseball operations, and it's been all about David Stearns. you got to let whoever gets that job you know, handle those decisions. That will be order number or peg number one. Then you have to re-sign Pete. Uh, I believe I've heard that there has been some communication, but they shouldn't be far off. You could use Freddie Freeman's contract or Matt Olson's contract, two first basemen who got major contracts as a barometer of where Pete should land. Um, you know, Pete can use the power and, you know, bringing fans into the stands and whatever, you know, agents, that's the agent's job to do to try to get more. And, you know, he's younger than Freddie Friedman. Uh, Matt Olson, I believe, got $184 million for like eight years. Now, will that be enough for Pete? I don't know. But I could tell you that if Steve Cohen wants you, he will give you the money. We've seen that from everybody. Any, any player that Steve Cohen wants, he will get. So I would think... Steve Cohen, Met fan, Met owner, miserable year. The Mets will, Met fans will riot if Pete Alonso leaves or is traded. And the only reason I bring this up here in this podcast, and again, it will be a short one, is because it's been in the news for the last two weeks. Toxic, nope, took care of that. They, he was on the trading block. It's got to be tiresome for a player to have to answer to this every day after a game. And he does. And he keeps saying the same things. I go out there every day as a Met and I do the best I can to be the best baseball player I can every day for me and my team. He's very politically correct and I don't blame him. But, you know, it's got to get tired some doing it every day after you play. But that's the nature of the beast in sports. So, you know, it's as expected. 
Now, going back to the end of this year, again, David Stearns or whoever, player of base, baseball operations, that job needs to be filled. Billy Epler, the GM right now, he will be reporting to whoever that is. Pete Alonso has to be the number one main target. Before they sign a guy like Yamamoto over in Japan or you know anybody else that's available, we went over the free agents that are, and they have a whole starting staff to uh, build with only Senga and Quintana penciled in as starters next year. But you have to sign Pete. If they want to be contenders next year, Pete's got to be the first baseman. And they said they were going to be competitive in 2024. I think they are. And Pete has a lot to do with that. So let's go into Pete's numbers. Pete Alonzo over the weekend when they played the Seattle Mariners and the Mets took two of three. Alonzo hit home run number 40 and 41 on Sunday. He is now, he joined a list of 40 home runs in a season. Now he's done it three times in his career. He's played now almost five full seasons. He's done it three times in his career already. 2019, 2021, uh, I believe. And uh, I forget if it was 22, excuse me. And of course, this year, 2023. How many times has this been done by the rest of hitters in the Mets organization in 62 years? Three. Pete's already done it three times himself. So these guys don't, Pete Alonso doesn't grow on trees. He is also in the top five for quickest to hit. He has 187 career home runs. There's only a couple players that have played in their first five full seasons that have more. Ralph Kiner, Eddie Matthews, Albert Pujols, and Ryan Howard. Two are in the Hall of Fame. One is going. And here's Pete Alonso. And you have to remember that Pete Alonso played in the pandemic season in 2020. There was no way anybody was hitting 40 home runs. His slugging percentage has gone up every year. He drives in 100 runs every year. He's a good first baseman. Is he great? No. Is he above average? I would say yes. He's improved very, very much. Um, he's on a historic run. He is now number five, I believe, on the all-time Mets career uh, home run list. Already, he hasn't completed five years in the major leagues. You got Daryl Strawberry, David Wright, Mike Piazza, Howard Johnson, and then Pete Alonso. Five. Pete Alonso this year can actually eclipse Hojo. And if Pete Alonso is extended and he gets eight years, 200 million, or whatever numbers you want to throw out there, he will shatter every Mets power record in terms of home runs, RBIs, extra bases. He will shatter it. Probably 2025 early. Mets all time home run leader. Uh, you can pencil him in. For 40 to 50 home runs and 120 RBIs. He had 140 last year in 2022. He is an unbelievable player in terms of power. Now, yes, has his average dropped in 2023? Yes. But he's still bringing in runs. His, on -base, his OPS, on-base percentage plus slugging, is still over 820. The guy is a star. And again, to revert back to this season, which has been a debacle, you have to resign him. For the fans, Pete wants to stay here. He all, all he says is that I love playing in New York. Politically correct, but he legit does. He does. So he gets extended. He gets his number retired. 
hopefully the Mets win a World Series. I mean, this is a dream tale, but the Mets have to re-sign him. I mean, the, all the numbers that I just gave you, he's the fifth fastest to get to 187 home runs. And two are in the Hall of Fame. One is going in Albert Pujols. He's already five on Mets all-time list. He's hit 40 home runs three times in five seasons. And you got you don't even count 2020. Imagine if he had a full 2020 season. The Mets' first order of business is signing Pete Alonso. And then you build around him. The core is coming back. I mean, McNeil, Nimmo, Jeff, uh, excuse me, Lindor, and Pete. That's your core. Imagine if they didn't sign Pete and they traded him for prospects before he hits free agency. No way you're going to get a first baseman or a prospect that is going to be good as Pete Alonso is. It's just not happening. I mean, he's in his prime. This is it. And, you know, the trade talks scare me. Pete Alonso has been my favorite player since he debuted in 2019. Pete Alonso in 2019, he broke the all-time record for most home runs as a rookie, 53, breaking Aaron Judge's record. He won Rookie of the Year, of course. I mean, he's hit the most home runs in Major League Baseball since he debuted in 2019. He's a good guy. He wants to be here. The Mets need to get it done. The numbers, again, I just told you, they are staggering. They're historic. Historic. And uh, again, after the debacle of this season, you can't let Pete go. You can't trade him. You can't let him go to the free agency and take that chance and play with fire. You got to re-sign him, extend him. And again, if Steve Cohen wants you, he will pay you. And I can't see Steve Cohen not wanting Pete back. I can't. I mean, you're not going to have a first baseman like Pete. His numbers prove it. Pete Alonso will go down if extended as the best first baseman ever in Mets history. You know, it's him and Keith right now. And Pete will shatter every record and, you know, make him a Met for life, make him wear orange and blue for life. And then after you resign him, you build your rotation, you get your bullpen pieces in order. Hopefully, Edwin Diaz in 20. 24 is healthy and is vintage Diaz as we have seen, but it all starts with Alonzo and it has to be quick because if it's not quick in the off season, it's not happening. He will not talk about it during the season. No player does. The door did that uh, before he signed an extension. He put a self-imposed deadline before the start of the season. He got it done with the Mets 10 years, 341 million in uh, 2021. And you know, I'm sure Pete would not mind testing free agency. This is why players play. You know, they're owed what they are in terms of if they produce. And every player would love to test free agency. What the Mets need to do is let him just be staggered by the offer, make it fair, make it more, and have him put pen to paper. And we can be rest assured no more rumors about him being traded. And we got arguably one of the best power hitters that will go down in. History of the major leagues, not even the Mets. He'll shatter every Mets record, like I said. He'll be on pace for 500 home runs. He already is. So the prime of his career, he's got 187 in four-plus seasons. And one of those seasons wasn't even 162 games. It was 60. So that is my uh, rant, if you will, on Pete Alonso. Get it done, Steve. I know you're not watching this or listening to it, but uh, Pete Alonso is a must. The numbers say it. And I'm not biased because I'm a Pete Alonso fan. He's just the must. He's that good. 
Um, and he's a star. People like him. He brings fans into the seats. He's won the home run derby twice. He's a good guy. And he's also a producer. And you have to have that power. Mets don't have power hitters. Take out Pete. Who do they have? It's a power hitter. Lindor? Lindor's not a power hitter. You know, he's everything. Does everything well. Pete is that prolific power hitter. So I'll end it on that. I think you understand my um, thoughts on Pete Alonso. I hope it gets it done early in the 2024 season uh, or off season, I should say, after this year. And I hope we don't ever have to talk about this again and we make Pete uh, a Met for life. This was a, an abbreviated podcast. And Bill Postifer, my co-host, will be back with us for the next one. Uh, I want to thank you for watching, listening. And again, please subscribe. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, just cl click that subscribe button right there. Uh, and if you're following us or listening to us on Spotify, Google, or Apple Podcasts, just hit the follow button. Uh, give us a rating. Uh, I would appreciate it. This has been fun. It was just a rant by me, and I feel a lot better about getting it off my chest with Pete Alonzo. And uh, about 20 games or so left. We'll see what happens. He could hit 50 home runs this year. You never know. But with that being said, once again, thank you for listening or watching or both. My name is Casey Lynn. And until the next time, have a great day, everybody.